I'm wrestling, you're not weak for me. Celebrate what I am. Celebrate what I have been. Celebrate what I represent. And celebrate the many ways I have impacted your life. I will survive this test as I have survived others. I am forever etched into the very fiber of all mankind. The world needs me. Time is on my side. History guarantees me. I am wrestling. Do not wait for me. What's up, everyone? You are listening to episode 108 of the T-Roll and Funky Show, brought to you, as always, by Defend Soap, Defend What You Have Built, and Dalmer Mats. Tommy, it's been a minute. We got a lot to talk about. We uh, we, all, we watched the Beat the Streets. We watched the World Team Trials. Those are both exciting events. And then, obviously, man, we, we have a lot coming up. We have UW, uh, UWU 23s, cadets, and then a bunch of Final X events. That's indeed true, my man. And uh, sorry I've been unavailable to our viewers. Ben's trying to bear the burden together, but it's been my problem, not his. So let's get into it, man. Sorry yeah. about the, the layoff we'll beat, here. Beat the streets. I, I will tell you, um, we had practiced at my academy. The, the idea was to throw it on for the final three matches, which was Helen, Jordan, um, Jordan Oliver, and then Jordan Burroughs. Uh, I, did not, I did not think that... Um, Salas Perez and Snyder was going to be that competitive. Salas, while he's a great wrestler, has had uh, not been very good lately. He's had he's had a handful of losses that weren't very good. And I'm twittering on my phone, and I see, oh my gosh, Kyle Snyder's down eight to one. So I said, all right, practice is over. I run in to put it up on the <laughs> so we have a projector screen. I run up to put it on the projector screen, and by the time I put it on, Kyle had just gotten the last takedown. So uh, I missed, you know, one of the. Probably a gr- and I watched it later. A great comeback that would have been uh, inspirational to my athletes. So I, I really missed out on that one. I was super annoyed. No doubt. Well, um, it was a good match indeed, but also a bad match in the same sense. But Kyle Snyder did what Kyle Snyder does, and, and now we're here talking about it. Yeah. Uh, I mean... So I, I guess before we even, if we're gonna address this Kyle Snyder, we have to do we have to address the uh, condensation issue before we address the Kyle Snyder issue, or is that, should that be a given to anyone who watched the event? I think we should address it. Whether or not we open up by addressing it or not is, is up to you. But I think we should address it and discuss. Yeah, I mean, whatever you think. Yeah. Uh, okay. So they they hold the event on um, what is it? Uh, a barge. Or a pier, or I don't know. What do you, what do you define? Yeah, it as? I mean, obviously, they, yeah, they 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 held the event, um, yeah, and a pier for lack of a better way of putting it, um, along the bank of the river um, in New York City, and the scientists out there indicated that uh, the humidity from the water, the precipitation that comes up from the body of water and then rest down on the mat, usually um, in the evening, uh, is the cause for the condensation. Because, so because the mat what, is cooler than the air, I guess. That, that, that's what people were tweeting me, at least. Right, right, right. So, at any rate, when the sun went down, it got it got interesting. Yeah, so, and so I wrestled on the boat say, back in 2010. It was like one of their first events in... And I don't remember, and I think I wrestled during the sunlight. I don't remember if anyone wrestled at night, but 
but I don't remember that happening. And, I, you know, man, how did no one think of this? You know, I don't know. You know, you could you could say, why didn't Beat the Streets think of it? You could say, why didn't Resolite think of it? You could say a lot of things. But, you know, honestly, Ben, could they, should they have known better? Yeah, perhaps, but... You know, it's not like running events uh, at scale outdoors is a common practice in wrestling. Yeah, and so for sure. it, it is to me. Um, I wish they would have known better, but I, 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 I don't think I should say they should have known better. Yeah, and I know that's bad. That's fair. Because, no, that's, I know that's, that's bad fair. because because I know that's bad because it was a train wreck. I mean, <laughs> a lot of these a lot of these results that we're going to talk about, in my opinion, when you watch the match. How legitimate are they? Yeah, I mean, no, that, that's totally true. I, I would say not very legitimate at all. Um, you know, so, so you, we started out with uh, Snyder and Salas Perez, and, and you could tell neither one of them had great grip on the mat. It wasn't as bad as it would get later on in the night, you know, a few matches right. later. But you could tell it was kind of starting to get there. And, you know, I, is that part of the reason Kyle gave up all those points early? It's definitely possible. I mean, you definitely no can't rule it out. But, um, you know, I think Kyle started getting his footing later, whether it was because he was wearing the awesome new Rudis shoe or whether it was because uh, he's highly intelligent and he kind of adapted to the circumstances. That's debatable, but he, but he did. You know, he adapted to the circumstances. He wore out Salas Perez. And he put he, in the last three minutes and 15 seconds of the match, he, he really put on a clinic um, and gets, gets a big win. And... Like I said, man, I was sad. My kids missed out on watching that because that that was a great moment. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was awesome for for a lot of reasons. I mean, you know, one thing I will say about Beat the Streets and Snyder and everybody else is that, and Flow Wrestling for that matter, is the promotion and the excitement associated with the environment, the quality of the athletes that decided to compete against one another. It really is, you know, one of a kind. And so from that perspective, everything that happened, including the Snyder-Solace match, was all things considered, it was it was just great for wrestling. Yeah, I agree. And so uh, I believe there was heavyweights after Snyder, and it was Gwiz and the Cuban guy. It, it was a disaster. They couldn't do anything. They, they, <laughs> I mean, it was. It was bad because we're talking about Lots of mass out there trying to move around and push you off, and it just it wasn't happening. Um, no. And then as the night went on, you saw the exact same thing. Helen and uh, I can't Anna Caroyer or uh, I can't pronounce her right. name. The, the Nigerian woman. Um, their match is very very slow because of it. And then as Garoff and Oliver very slow because of it. Um, no doubt. But then, then we none get, was worse. None was worse than Burroughs and Chamizo. But I mean, it sets up for. Are these guys going to stand around and do nothing? And this is what I think was so fantastic about it, Tommy. These guys uh, saw the conditions that were happening um, between the two matches I just mentioned previously. There, there was very, 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 very little action. And then you come up to Burroughs and Chimizo, which is, you know, the all-star match, the main event, whatever you want to call it. And right. these guys went out there and damn the, damn the slippery mat. They tried to get it on. And they, they did. They, 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 they and did. they did. They did. Yeah, they did. And they, it was fantastic. They did. They did. It really was. It was. And, um, you know, I made a video that day or that, that morning predicting that Burroughs was going to kind of put it on Chimizo um, for, for three reasons. 
And, you know, in my opinion, I thought the slipper mat took away a lot of Burrow's advantages. Um, Yes. Well, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, when you have adverse environmental conditions in any sport, it usually neutralizes the competition and favors the underdog. Well, yeah, I mean, and when when you look at, you know, one of the things I said I said about Burroughs versus Chimizo is that Chimizo is one of the best in the world, if not the best in the world, once people get to his legs. But he lets people get to his legs. And Jordan Burroughs is, if not the best, one of the best at finishing when he gets to legs. And so no, I just no doubt about felt it. like that was a bad matchup for Chimizo because – Jordan's going to get to his legs. If you look at the the close matches that Jordan has, which it was with it, whether it's Dake or um, the Russian, it's usually those guys that shut him down from getting into their legs. Right? It's not like he's getting there right. and they're stuffing him. It, it, they're stuffing him prior to that. And so, you know, now, now I want to see. I'm very intrigued to see another match with Chimizo where there is a dry mat to see if how much it changes. Yeah. In, in, if my prediction is correct. Well, I, yeah, I mean. Uh, wouldn't you love to see these matches re-wrestled in a normal environment? I mean, you know, I, I don't know that we'll get to see Perez Snyder, um, but I would get, I would guess Helen versus Anna Croye, um and then Burroughs and Chimizo. I'm guessing we're going to re-see those. Obviously, uh, Oliver Asgaroff, we're, we're not going to see that one. Um, but the other ones, we, we should be able to see at the World Championships this year. No doubt. That'll be great. Yeah. I mean, that'll be great. Um, Good stuff. And, you know, one of the things that I think I, I have recognized a lot and not enough people gave him credit for, um, but Burroughs' scrambling was on point, which it has been. It, in my opinion, it has been for a very, very, very long time. Um, but not enough people give him credit for You know, they, they try to give this simplistic explanation that he just blasts doubles people or he's really good there. But your Burroughs can scramble at a very, very high level. And we got to see him in there with Frank Chimizo, who was... Um, you know, again, one of the best scrambles in freestyle wrestling today, and, and Jordan, at minimum, held his own, but probably did better than hold his own against Jimmy's own scramble. Yeah, he scrambled. He scrambled very well. And not to get into into this discussion because we're going to save it for a later date. But you know, when I watch good freestyle scrambling, I feel like what I'm watching is a better um, a better representation of scramble scrambling with control of what's happening on the mat than sometimes what I see in folk style. And that's kind of unfair for me to say <laughs> that because I'm watching, because I'm watching one of the greatest ever do it. Um, so I, I will preface by yeah, saying that, that, that's that, a, that is, well, that's a good uh, admission on your part is that the guys that are wrestling on this level are only the best of the best of the best, you know, but, it's but the way that the scr- I mean, 30 in the way that wrestling. the scramble. Yeah. But, but you have to maintain control of yourself. And, and, and try to gain an advantage over your opponent. And so it's fun to watch for me. That's all I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to start an argument. I was trying to have a little fun and say it's fun to watch for me. Well, good. Uh, yeah, so I uh, I love this event. Uh, hopefully the mistake that was made this year will not be repeated anytime in the future. And, man, I... I well, I doubt, it, I doubt it will ever again. I mean, obviously... You would yeah, think they'd fix it, right? I was thinking maybe they'd get one of those big... You know, like, the big, like, uh, heaters that spew out the hot air that, like, heat, like, garages and stuff like that? Right. I was thinking if they got one of those, that would be fantastic because they, uh, you know, they could heat up the mat. So that way the mat would be either as warm or warmer than the air and there would be a condensation. That was my idea, but they, you know, I wasn't there to get a, 
A heated mat. I'm down with that. No, not, not the mat would be heated, but you have a few of the heaters in the corners and stuff, you know? I like a heated mat. Let's heat it up. Was that possible? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, and I haven't been there. I, I wrestled in 2010. Tommy, did you wrestle in any Beat the Streets events? I did not, Ben. I was, um, right when I was in the process of retiring, they opened up a Beat the Streets, and I was not invited. Oh, boo. I've attended... I've attended to watch two. It's been great. So yeah, you have watched two. What a what a! F- I've been to two. Yeah, I watched you. I watched you on the Intrepid. Okay. Um, I, I want to go watch sometime. Maybe Tommy, you can stop working so much, and next year you and I can go together. What do you say? I would. I would love that, Ben. I I I really would. So maybe uh, we next can year. It's a date. Okay. I'll bring my wife. Okay. You bring your wife. We'll make a weekend of it, or uh, a day and a half of it, or something like that. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah. That would be great. I'm sure Columbus has a direct flight to New York City. They do. They do. The direct LaGuardia, JFK, Newark, you name it. Fantastic. Okay, so we'll, we'll do that next year for sure. All right, uh, any other thoughts on Beat the Streets? I mean, it's only a handful of matches, so there's not, you know, we could dig really deep into technique, but there's not too much other stuff to talk about. No, I thought it was thought it was a good event. I mean, it got a lot of, you know, a lot, a lot of criticism, mostly thrown at Resolite, and you, like I said in the beginning, I wish they would have thought of it. I don't know that I can say they should have, um, but it was a disaster, train wreck, from a overall optimal performance perspective. But like I told my daughter this weekend, Ben, who played in a soccer tournament and it was 91 degrees and humid and hot, I told her before the game started because she was already sweating during warmups. I said, "Hey, it's the same temperature for the other team." Yeah, it's and a great so, mentality. And so, and so, even though um, the conditions were probably not representative for the right type of wrestling match to to find out who's actually better, it was the same conditions for both guys. So, in that regard, great event, a lot of fun, kind of cool to see some unique conditions too. And um, thought I thought it was good, man. Awesome. Good to see you know Snyder do, Snyder do what Snyder does. And, Burroughs do what Burroughs does. J.O.'s back in the mix. Yeah, still got to hold out one more year, but, you know, it's all good stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, so before we get to the trials, I, I you know, now that everyone knows what this final X thing is, I, I think, Tommy, what I, I think is that there's too many events now, and here's what I mean. I mean, there's... Um, there's there's the final X, which is the final rest, two out of three wrestle off. There's the trials and there's the U.S. Open. And there's only three weeks that separates the, the Open and the trials, and then a few more weeks that separates. I, I think they take a week out of that. What do you, how do you feel about that? Yes, yes, it needs to be a two prong, two step process. But what they do have right, and we've talked about this, Ben, is that the promotion, the build up to two guys duking it out and and building it up promotionally is good for what we have going on yes yeah absolutely love it okay so trials uh you want to hit overall takeaways you want to go by way by way what do you want to hit um well let's go overall takeaways and i'll start by saying the you know I'm sure you've noticed this, but we haven't talked about it yet. What do you think about just the the fact that the overall age of so the guys younger. that are 
that are wrestling to make the team are so much younger. And I saw Andy Hamilton with Track Wrestling send a tweet out that the, the average age of the trial finalists in the 08 Olympic trials, I think it was like 28 or 29. Dang, and the average age wow. of the tri- the average age of the trial finalists this year in the final X are 24. And that's including Jordan Burroughs. Who's 30 funny, or 31. 29 or 30 or 31. So, so, you know, I don't believe this is an anomaly. I don't think it's a one-off. I think it is somewhat of a transitional time in our sport in America. And, you know, we've kind of had this conversation indirectly, but I think a lot of it can be attributed to two things. I think first and foremost, is that freestyle, as it's interpreted now and the way the rules are now, run more parallel with folk style than any time in the history of our sport. Yep, that's Um, true. Cumulative scoring and two-point takedowns without much of an emphasis on parterre. You don't get called down in the parterre position. So the only reason you're in parterre is if you've been taken down. And so yeah, and I mean to to that point, Tommy, I don't get distracted, but you know, a guy like Kyle Snyder is not—he's not a beast in parterre. He doesn't score no. all his points there. I would say he's a beast on parterre defense, though. But I agree doesn't with what get you're trying to get at. Yes. Um. So that's number one: is that is that the current freestyle rules run most parallel with folk style than any time in the history of our sport? And then number two is I think the specialization of wrestling. Um, the elite level coaching that people are getting um, at a young age and and our system is starting to bear some fruit as well Um, and to me those are the two reasons in order and I thought it was unique and and the reason I'm bringing it up is I just don't find it to be a one-off I think this is the way of American wrestling now Uh, I agree 100% Um... And, you know, when, when you internationally, generally speaking, and they may be lying on their ages, they do sometimes, but, you know, the worldwide age has been typically been younger than that late 20s that you mentioned in 2008 for, for the United States. Um, but, you know, when, when I made the Olympic team at 20, I think I was 23, and then I was 24 by the time the Olympics rolled around, I was the second youngest on the team next to Henry Cejudo, who was 21. And so now if you look right. at, you know, you, you said the, the trials finals is young, and it's like, okay, Gable Stevenson almost made it, right? That would have made it even younger. Right, um, right. And, you know, there's some of these guys coming up where you're like, wow, they're probably not far off the way. At their weight class, when you put Daniel Kirklevitt up at his weight class in the uh, senior division, man, I, I, if he's two years off, I'm surprised. He don't seem like he's that far off. Um, Aaron Brooks. Right doesn't seem like he's that far off. And so, you know, the thing I would add in... Um, Spencer Lee. Spencer Lee, yeah. And so the thing that... And, I mean, Yanni, Yanni would have would have pushed for a spot at one of the weight classes this year. Um, no absolutely. doubt. And, you know, I think the other thing that you uh, didn't mention, and I don't know, you didn't think about it or you didn't, didn't say it, is that um, the, the process and the way they're treating our younger kids uh, meaning cadets and junior ages is so much different than it was 15 years ago Tommy I made the, I've won the junior world trials in 2004 we didn't even take a team let alone have camps or multiple camps or other stuff no you know? and you're, you're, you're right 
These days it's so much different. Sure. They're taking these guys on trips everywhere. They're you know they're they're doing training camps with the senior level athletes. Um, and you know what's funny, Ben, is that I agree, and, and more more than more than them actually getting better by virtue of all that experience, which they are, they are, is that is that is that we're championing the international level yeah. at a very impressionable age for these guys. So what we're 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 feeding them the Kool Aid at a young age, saying, "Hey, this is the pinnacle. You are." on pace to be at the pinnacle. So you put them on this mental track yeah. of saying, this is what I want to do. Well, and then, this, is, this is superior to the NCAA. Yeah, well, I mean, the other thing too there is that, you know, now we're, we're showing that we can compete with these other foreign countries. And, you know, that's huge because now by the time people are going, I never wrestled a freaking Russian or anybody else before I wrestled the senior level in 2008. And now these kids right, are beating right. Russians or beating Ukrainians or, you know, Azers or, or whatever, right? When they're 15, right. 16, and they're having that, that, I can do this. I can beat these guys. Whereas, That's you know, right. to me, and, you know, we, we USA, we, meaning you and I, because we wrestled in this era, man, we had a rough era in the mid-2000s. We were getting our ass kicked all over the place. And, uh, I well, mean, it, was the, it was the ball draw three period, yes. you know, ticky Tiki Tech, Mickey Mouse style, that that quite honestly caters more to the Eastern European style than our style. Um, on top of you know all of the corruption and this and that and everything in between, and and we and we also just weren't as good as these guys, yeah. right? So that's 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 also a part of it. And so you know you you wrap all that into one, and and you've got two completely different results. Yeah, and so, that's so what we're seeing. to your your point, I, I think the age will continue to trend earlier. I mean, I don't think it's ever going to get down to average age of twenty. I think that's uh, uh, that's all about development, physical development. I mean, you can't get that low, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, I could see it being twenty two, twenty three, twenty four for for a long period of time, though. I you know, unless I mean, the only thing that could go away from that, in my opinion, Tommy, is if. Guys like Jordan Burroughs, and you know, we had this in, in, in our era again, is that you know, I quit at 23. Um, a lot of the people quit at those ages because there wasn't money in it. And now that there's these regional training centers which are able to provide for athletes, there's better sponsorships. You know, if we see a Kyle Steiner, we see a Jordan Burroughs, see a David Taylor, Kyle Dick, see these guys sticking around until their 30s um, and, and continuing to, to have success, that could push the age back up, but that's about the only way that it's going to get done. Right. Well, on top of just being able to monetize the sport, a lot of these wrestling academies, wrestling camps, and systems at the youth level, you know, it, it, for whatever reason, I don't know why, it just was never really done in abundance the way it's been done in the past 10 years. And you've got a lot of people making a living training wrestlers yeah and so absolutely. yes the, the wrestlers once they reach a certain age are able to make a decent wage um nothing crazy but just more than more than the poverty line yeah. like like you know like it was back in the day and then on top of that coaches coaches are able to make more than just an okay living yeah um running wrestling academies camps clinics and everything in between the whole sport it's not that participation has grown but we've able We've been able to become a solvent sport that we support ourselves more than we have in the past. And because of that, and a lot of other things, we're seeing some results from that. 
Yeah, I I agree totally. Okay, I I love I can have this discussion all day long because I'm loving it, but uh, I'm looking at our time and we actually have to <laughs> we need to start talking about the world team trials. So l- let's roll right into it. Uh, the one that I think I was most impressed, both impressed, surprised, shocked, you you name it, and everyone else was. Man, Zahid put it on Alex Deringer and nobody saw it coming. There was I didn't see one person have that take. If Zahid was going to win, which wouldn't have totally surprised me, I certainly would not have picked a fairly dominant fashion. It was 12 and, to 1 between and, the two matches. And he was just bringing heat too. It, yeah, it, it wasn't, wasn't close. It wasn't a flurry, it wasn't a flurry. It wasn't he was just bringing heat saying you know, stop me if you can, and Derringer couldn't. So I think everybody was shocked by that. Do you think even Zahid was to an extent? <laughs> I don't know him well enough to ask him. Um, what do you think, though? Oh, shoot. I mean, uh, I think you. I think he's a little surprised. Yeah, you got you got to be. <laughs> I mean, Derringer was wrestling at a high level. He pushed Kyle Dake last month. He's been having success internationally. Um I mean, he was, I mean, you know, I know Zahid's young, but Deringer's pretty young, too. He only graduated two years ago, and he was really I trending know. in a very positive direction to the point where we're saying, wow, this guy's getting really good. He's going to be able to start no winning. No doubt. Possibly winning medals on, on, on the world level. And then Zahid no comes doubt. in here, and he just puts it on him. I mean, it, it just, it, it really, frankly, it, it wasn't very competitive. And I didn't, I had Deringer win it. I mean, I'm just blown away. Yeah, yeah. no, I had Derringer winning by a small margin. And I thought it was possible for Saheed to win. I mean, obviously, that that wouldn't have been that crazy. But the way in which he won, I don't think anyone saw that coming, yeah. including Zahid, in my opinion. So that that was awesome. So, you know, we'll, we'll have to have a prediction show. But th- this leaves me like, I'm like, wow, with the, with the Dake versus um, – the Dake versus Valencia because like you know the one thing we've seen with Dake is he doesn't always look that great like man every time him and David go at it you want to pick David Taylor and David's never beat him you know because he just looks yep. so good comparatively um, there's no doubt about that so I uh, you know that it makes no, me I'm, I'm, st- I'm still I'm still not picking the heat over Dake you gotta pick um, Dake don't because you the re- yeah because the reasons you're stating it's like I'm still taking Dake um, and it actually would surprise me um, for Zahid to win. Um, not long term, but this 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 summer in particular, I think it's Dake's world team. Yeah, uh, I'm excited for that match though. Uh, the, the, I guess the set the second most exciting Dayton fix kind of puts it on Tony Ramos. Um, I, I guess I I picked I do I do believe I picked fix on our podcast previously. Um, I saw that one coming. You know, Tony did everything he could to slow the matches down, but you saw when he got in the fours, you saw that that fifth kind of had a slight upper hand, and that was kind of what we saw um, in, in these two matches. Is so, so I know, I know, I know who you'd probably take in a folk style match, especially or fix. You've got to take Lee just because of his mat wrestling. It's going to um, be a nail biter. But in freestyle, I think I would take Fix. Yeah, but, I really okay, do. but Tommy, the thing about Fix is. He's so, and this is like, I, I remember coaching Anthony Robles, um, and I didn't really tell him to do anything. He just did everything on his own. He was very intelligent. 
but it was like if the other guy wasn't super strong he was gonna get the wrist he was gonna roll him up a whole bunch of times and that was gonna be that you know what i'm saying um right fix is gonna be strong enough where you know i i i have a hard time seeing lee turning him over a couple times and so i think that even in folk style yeah, Lee ain't gonna turn fix and folk style. Come on. Wow. What do you think he is? Wow. I mean, I mean, I think he could. I Lee, think he could. Well, There's he, no he, doubt about he, he that. He do anything, but Lee is. A, right. If you had to lean one way, I, I'm leaning towards no. I mean, Lee's about as good as it gets on top of folk style, and I don't think he's turned date and fix. Just don't. I don't see it. Right. 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 So. Okay. Were you were you shocked at fix over Ramos or no? Uh, no, not at all. Wasn't shocked. I wish I was just for the sake of having a discussion about it, but no, no, I was not shocked. Okay. Um, the, so next weight class up, sixty-one kg. Uh, Nishan hammers hammers Nico in the finals. I, I believe it was eleven o ten o. So I, I guess more interesting than that was they had a similar match at the Open. Nishan beats Seth Gross sixteen to twelve, and and there were definitely openings for Seth Gross to win the match. Um, and, and I, you know, this is a, another youth movement. You know, Nishan's not that old. Seth's still in college. I could see Seth beating Nishan in the next year if he, if he makes a few adjustments. Um, yeah, and I wouldn't have said that before the spring began. Um, I, I thought I thought that Seth might have a hard time transitioning to the freestyle style and I think it's right up in Sean's alley but I agree with you now but I would not have said that prior to the open for sure yeah he, he just has to make he's got to make a couple changes if he makes a couple changes um and just kind of gets to the position he wants to get to a little more often uh that that's going to make all the difference and so I right. think he's got to be a little more persistent in getting to the positions he wants to um but Nishan looked great in the finals uh, I, I always want, and this is another one where it's like a Dake one. I want to pick him over Joe Cologne, but Cologne's beat him too straight now. So I, I'm having a really tough time with, with that one. I'm taking the shot. You are? I, I feel yeah, like I yeah. want to, but I feel like I'm a dummy if I do because Cologne's beat him the last two times. I'm still taking the shot. I, I just, um, you know, call me crazy, but, you know, I just think when I watch him both wrestle, I think he's going to be better at the international stage, and so I think he'll prevail. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. So I'm going to I'm gonna take Cologne, but I'm, I'm not <laughs> I'm not super confident about it. Um, <laughs> okay. Next one, your man uh, Logan Stieber. He had a few question marks. He really did. He looked like he was going to lose to Evan Henderson, but he didn't. Yes, he, he did. He pulled he it out not. with a four-point single leg, um, and then he goes on and beats beats my man Jaden Ironman pretty bad a couple times. Uh, can you just tell us who wins? I got to assume that Steber beats up on McKenna in the room. Can you confirm my suspicion? Um, I will. I will say that he doesn't. From what I've heard, I haven't watched anything. He doesn't beat up on him. So it's going to be competitive. Yeah, I've heard it's competitive, and I'll just kind of leave it at that. I know I know a lot more than that, but 
You know? Oh, Tommy, why you gotta hold out on us and the uh, on me and the, the whole United States? No, I just I just heard that they scrap, and um, it's a good it's a good they're great training partners. For okay, each other. so who, who that's what I I'm picking <laughs> Steber just 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 out of the you know sheer experience in the moment, and um, you know been around a while, but. I mean, McKenna's tough. I mean, despite what you think, Ben, um, McKenna's got a fire in his belly. <laughs> <laughs> McKenna keeps proving me wrong. My ultimate—that's uh, that, my worst prediction ever so far in my life. I'm sure I'll make <laughs> worst predictions at some other point in my life, but that—that's my all-time worst one at this point. Um, there you go. Okay, next weight class is Jason Chamberlain beats Frank Molinaro in the finals. Uh, you know, looks. Chamber looks pretty good. I, th- I believe this was the only one that went all three matches, if I remember correctly. Right, um, right, right. And so Chamberlain got James Green. I just, man, I, I can't see Chamberlain beating James Green. Um, you feeling the same way about that? or No, I don't see it. I don't see it. I, I don't see it. So I'm with you. Okay. Uh, 74 kg. Um Nazar makes the finals, uh, but Imar looked Imar looked awesome. He really looked. He really, looked insane, really didn't he? I mean, he looked great. He looked great. Yeah, he looked good. I mean, everywhere he had some leg attacks, which you know we've criticized him for not having enough of. Um, he really pushed the action, controlled the center. I believe he scored on top a couple times. Um, so, how do you think he's going to do with Burroughs? Oh, I. I I mean, you're an idiot if you pick against Jordan Burroughs, so you can't pick against Jordan Burroughs. That being said, you know, I, I think this is the main competition. I would like to see, and I know Dake handled Isaiah Martinez last year. I would like to see Dake Imar again because, you know, I'm feeling like Isaiah is getting better. I feel like, he, you know, he's better than what we saw last year because Nazar's, you know, we go again, Valencia, Deeringer, Deeringer having success. Nazar's had a, a pretty solid international season. And right. Isaiah beat him up. I mean, it really, uh, he really looked good. So I would like to think he can challenge Jordan. Um, you know, he's got that short, powerful stance where hopefully he can, he can shut down Jordan get to his legs. But I also have a hard time seeing him, you know, Jordan letting him get to any of his underhook offense or anything like that. So I think uh, he's, he's going to compete with him. I think he's going to bring heat. I think it's going to be very competitive. And I think it's going to be... A lot better than people think. I have a hard time picking against Burroughs, but I am I am predicting a very competitive series where, you know, um, there's a lot of talk going into next year. That's what I'm that's what I'm seeing when I watch the way that IMR's wrestling. Yeah, um, I, I guess I feel the same thing. I, I you know I would like to see him. I would like to see him wrestle at the international level. Um, you know. Obviously, I, I don't think they make the team, but do some of these tournaments to see how he competes against other people. And I, I guess it's awesome for us to now, as a country, start having multiple guys that are able to compete at the world level. You know, R- Russia's had that for a, a long, long time, and America hasn't had um, too many opportunities where we had multiple two, three, four guys who compete uh, right. at a high level internationally. And so, if we can start doing that with some of these weight classes. I, I'd be pumped up because, like I said, Nazar, Nazar was having a solid season internationally. Um, right. And you, you know, know what's interesting? You know what's fun about um, um, 
Oh, man, I lost my train of thought. It was an Imar thought. Um, Imar. I got distracted uh, when you said something about that. I think that he should. Uh, I think he should. Uh, oh go yeah. Fight. So 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 Imar. Um, you know that underhook, that lefty underhook he has. You know, anytime you're in space with Jordan Burroughs, I don't care who you are. It's not a good position to be in. Yes. But I think if Imar Imar has great holds that can neutralize. Where Burroughs is good. I mean that that control tie is is the best way to keep a guy from touch and go, touch and go from open space with those doubles. Um, it just the question is, can he get in? Can he get in that position and stay in that position? And then if he can do all that, can he score and win from those positions? And so those are the areas that I'm sure him and his coaching staff's working on right now. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You actually you saw that picture, those tweets back and forth. That that was fantastic. Between uh, yeah, that was pretty good. I like that. Zahid and Imar. That was good. I like that. And I then like uh, that. and then Dakin Dakin Burroughs tweeted back uh, something something. Yeah. The old guys. Uh, I thought, yeah, I thought it was yeah. Hilarious. I liked it. I liked it. So so yeah so yeah I love those tweets. Those were great. Um, good for wrestling. I like that stuff. Okay, so. Um. Obviously, we're both picking Burroughs there. Uh, I hope Imar pushes him. I, th- I, you know, I think that's great for our country. Um, and, and I love seeing, you know, Dake Dake Burroughs was awesome last year. So I want someone to get in there and make Jordan work to make the team. Um, and, and hopefully Imar can do that. I'm not sure that he totally can, but we're gonna find out here. Uh, they're they're the first final X. So they're they're June 9th. So we only got two weeks till that till that happens. Right. Right. Should so, be good. Okay, eighty six. Um, you know what? You know we said Valencia was the biggest surprise, and we've talked about Fix being a surprise, but Nick freaking Renan, that's a surprise yeah, that for sweet. you. That was sweet. That was sweet for sure. Uh, so Nick, it's Renan, hard. It's hard. It's 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 harder. Yeah, it was awesome. But and, this uh, is a guy, a Tommy. I mean, Nick Renan had success. How old is he? How old has he been? Shit, it's a second year of college, so probably nineteen or twenty. He's got to yeah, still no, be junior eligible. I'm kind of surprised that, um, you know, I was kind of surprised to even see him competing in the senior division when I believe he's junior eligible. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a kid who had a good high school career, really good high school career. But he went to the NCAA tournament last year and went zero and two, and he he had he had some success this year, but. You know, he got teched by Joe Rao, who he teched last week. He got beat up by Richard Perry, who he beat two times last week. I mean, he has just made monumental progress in a very, very short period right. of time. And, you know, that's what we, we're seeing out of those NC State guys, whether it's Mike Machiavelli, not All-American last year, and then he's a national champion the year after that. But Nick Renan, I mean, just gigantic jumps. I mean, he got beat by Joe Rao right. and, and Rich Perry in the last – uh, three to four months, and and now he takes both of those guys out. Um, right. That being said, uh, it's hard to get as excited about this as you do with Zahid, because Zahid and Dake are going to scrap, and I think Renan and Taylor is going to be, you know, uh, not good for Renan. Uh, yeah, I would. <laughs> I would. Uh, I would lead in the same way. Um, 
Yeah, I, I would. I would. I would lead the same way. You know, I would love to see Nick Green get in there and compete, but man, it's hard. You know, frankly, there's there's not a lot of people worldwide who can. I think who Dave Taylor's going to win the world title. I, I mean, yeah, that's I true. Mean, but how many people in the world right now can stay stay in it with David Taylor? I mean, it's probably a handful. Right. Then right, that's it. Right. Um, okay, 90, uh, 92 kg. Oh my gosh, I'm blanking. Who won 92 kg, Tommy? I'm from the bracket. Let's see. Duran win, lost to Kyvin Gadsden, and Kyvin Gadsden lost to Hayden Zilmer. Yeah, I want to say it's, is it, <laughs> is it Zilmer and Cox? I'm, I'm Googling it right now. Um, oh man. Is this the weight where someone got hurt? Hold on. Hold yeah. Second. Okay. What we have here, we have no. It's Hayden Zilmer, Duran Win. Yeah. So we we were correct, and uh, Hayden Zilmer beats him in two matches. The first match, Duran Win actually had a lead for a majority of the match. Hayden Zilmer um, comes back, beats him um, in kind of the end of the match, and then and the second match, the second match was was really crazy as well. Um, Kind of went back and forth, you know. Duran took a big lead in the second period, and then Hayden Zilmer came back and chipped away and and, and won nine to seven. Um, some controversy in that match, you know. Another weight where I don't know that, you know, as good as Hayden Zilmer is, I don't know that I see him challenging Jaden Cox. No, I'm not seeing it. Um, you know, that doesn't mean it won't be three to two though. <laughs> no, it'll be th- it'll be three to two. That's, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, that's almost guaranteed with Jaden. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, okay, 97 kg. Uh, Kyvin Gadsden makes some improvements, makes some changes. He beats. Uh, he wins the main tournament. Then he beats Austin Schaefer 6-1. And at the end of that match, Schaefer got hurt. Um, so he ends up uh, you know, winning the second match by forfeit. And so you got a NCAA Finals rematch at Final X. Right, maybe same result. Sorry, I broke up. We broke up there. What'd you say? I said we got an NCAA finals rematch. Kyle tries. No doubt. Kyle, Kyle tries to get some revenge over his. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think he'll get it. I think he'll get his revenge. <laughs> I, I would have to assume that's gonna be the case. Who knows? Maybe Kyvin surprises us again. Um, hits a little body lock, puts him on his back, and uh, and that's all she wrote. You know, you never know, Tommy. Right, I'm with you. Well. I'm taking Snyder, man. You can take. You can take. Uh, I'll go ahead and pick Kyle also. Tommy, do we have all the same picks? Unfortunately, I well, think I, we I do think I picked Cole and you picked Garrett. I think that would be our only one that we picked opposite. Well, there we go. Yeah, and I'm gonna win that one, so that's good. Oh well. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, heavyweight. Well, one of the most fun weight classes, but Tony Nelson ruined some of our fun because I was looking forward to Gable Coon again. Um, so just, just to recap the semis, Tony Nelson beat Varner three to two. Stevenson beat Bradley uh, five to four. Which it, man, it's it's hard to express how good Gable Stevens is. And he's not even old. He didn't even hold back time. The kid's seventeen. He's freaking right. seventeen, and um, he loses to Tony he Nelson. So much heat, four dude. to I four. Mean, his flurries, his flurries were like, I don't. Yeah, he brought so much heat, and then the thing that uh, Daniel Kirkliet. Is down at the junior level, only lost to him three to two in a folk style match. Yeah, seriously, it's just, it's just insane to think about what's happening at the heavyweight weight class. Yeah, 
So it's really, really insane to think about. Daniel Kirkland has another, he's freaking cadet eligible and has another year right. of high school, for God's sakes. Um, <laughs> wow. And then, uh, man, Kuhn, Kuhn kind of beat up on, on Tony in the finals. Um, 6-1, 10-4. Kuhn is, you know, people, everyone, I mean, it, I guess it's obvious. I shouldn't have to repeat this, but Kuhn has just gotten a lot better in the last year or so. I mean, if you look back, you know, uh, I did go back. We were talking about the heavyweight finals match between him and Gwiz. Gwiz did kind of handle him, although the score was close. Um, Kyle kind of handled him a couple times that year. And then this year, I mean, man, him and Kyle, those were dogfights, really. They, they, I mean, they, they went down to the wire every single time. And now um, Kuhn took out Varner, beat Tony Nelson twice uh, handily. I mean, he's just looking really, really good. And I... I I think I'm leaning to pick. I I haven't came up quite in my mind, but I think I'm leaning to picking um, Adam Kuhn over Nick Wazdowski. Man, I'm gonna stick with Gwiz, but uh, it's a tough one. I'm gonna stick with Gwiz because when I when I watch the film, because you and I talked about this in the last podcast, when I watch the film of how Gwiz takes Kuhn down in their matches, it's it's in a convincing fashion where I think Gwiz will find the angle to find the opportunity. In a while. I know. I'm still taking Gwiz. I know. I got you. But, okay. So, I, I think... Here's what I think. I think Gwizdowski's made some huge changes. And I think... Uh, I think I think Gwiz is going to have to win in a different way than he has before. I, I don't think he's going to be able to step to those high singles. I think Kuhn's improved his positioning. And, you know, he's going to try to get to his body lock position, which he's had success against almost everybody. I mean, that was that was how he took down Kyle also in their match. Um, right. And so, I, you know, I think he's going to try to dig that position. Uh, and Gwiz generally keeps, uh, you know, a fairly high stance um, and, and has high singles. And I think Adam's going to shut him down and, and, you know, try to control center. Man, I, you know... After seeing how good Adams looked, I'm leaning towards picking him. I know how good Nick Wazowski is, and it's hard hard to pick against him, but I'm leaning towards Kuhn at this point. Man. Okay, well, there's another pick that we're differing on because I'm taking uh, Gwiz. Okay, fair, fair enough. Um, Tom, you got any other thoughts? I, I know it's late your time. Appreciate you hopping on the podcast. Um, and you're going to have to watch some U23s and some UWW cadets up in Akron this weekend. Because we have to discuss that next week. I'm down with that, brother. All right, man. Uh, you have a good night. All right, you too. Peace. You are listening to the T. Rowan Funky Show and it is brought to you by Defense Soap. Defend what you've built. Tommy, I got to say, I, I tried these products. He shipped me a box. Uh, I love them. I've, I've had, uh, if you know me, you know I had, I've had ringworm issues for a long time. Um, so I, you know, I'm looking forward to putting these in my repertoire and and hoping uh, the ringworm does not come back ever. No doubt, Ben. And to top that off, the company was created by wrestlers. Guy Seiko wrestled at Cleveland State University. His son was an All-American in Virginia, so these people really get it. They know what the wrestling community needs.